and we're back. Uh, more episodes of the Jeff Hilliard Show, the show that nobody asked for, no one requested, no one was like, hey, why doesn't Jeff Hilliard do a show? Why doesn't that guy that's completely irrelevant do a show? In 2020, if you are not irrelevant, you're missing the point, my friend. My fucking awesome, incredible, uh, non-paid intern diversity hire, Jacob Greenberg is here. Just back in the saddle. He's uh, going to become a real estate mogul. If you're looking to buy, sell real estate, contact the show in the Los Angeles area. Jacob will fucking make it happen. That's right. You can afford to buy a home. Yeah, if you can, in this world, if somehow you have money to buy a home. Which is, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, if you're sitting at home right now, and you're a, a non-essential, you-don't-matter person, and you're watching, like, those real estate shows of people buying, like, a $150 million home or what have you, I'm telling you to change the channel and maybe you should watch like uh, a show like uh, become an, uh, uh, you know, like a survivalist type show or like a professional camping show mm. or like a, a doomsday or show. I, just turn that off because unless you're, you know, doing like arms dealing or human trafficking, you're probably not buying a $50 million home. It's, it's tough. It's tough to be that wealthy. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot to, there's a lot going on. Yeah, folks, we're back here going through, uh, just heading first, heading straight into the narcissism of what it takes today. And my mother uh, made a comment, I think she might have heard one of them, just about you know the, she, the self-deprecating humor. I don't know if she fully understands that. And I, she had a point, and I was like, you know, you are correct, because part of like the, you know, the midlife crisis and then getting back into you want to relate to the the younger people the youth i'm really not i'm not doing it right uh just so you folks know i do know that i am the most talented uh creative genius that's ever lived uh i do understand that that's how you that's how you talk in today's world is uh you are the greatest thing ever uh I've actually been told in my life because of the, the videos and stuff I've done, uh, and that's what people do in Los Angeles is they jerk one another off, but I have probably been told probably a thousand times that I am actually a, uh, a genius, a creative genius. Now, I wouldn't go around saying that I am, but now that I'm doing this narcissism, that's kind of where it's at. I need to let people know that I am a genius and you're absolutely nothing. And you need to send your money in to the Patreon account if you want more of this genius. And if you want to become a genius, what you have to do is you need to be dropped on your head so hard as a baby that your mother thinks you're possibly dead. Then you need to go to Catholic school and you need to be, you know, emotionally and mentally raped. And just, a, you know, a lifetime of trauma. You got to have a failed suicide attempt. Your first memory has to be like being abandoned you know, like let, locked outside where everyone's can, you don't realize that they can't see you and they're just ignoring you. You know, you need to be, you need to be lost as a child, abandoned. You need to have those, those uh, insecurities, that inadequacy. You need to be told that, you know, the chances of you 
going to college is, is you have a 1 in 99% chance of graduating college. I took a test, a college prep test, and that's what I was told. You need to be told that you don't fucking matter. And then, then, and you learn as a child, the only way to survive is to commit to complete idiocy and you make your friends laugh. And if you do that your entire life and then you uh, uh, dedicate everything you can to do a bunch of creative stuff, that is to make it so you don't, you know, get on top of like a tower and start shooting people or shoot yourself. Then you could create something and people would think that somehow you are have some special skills. But other than that, your TikTok moves, it's not that interesting, really. It's just, it's not, I don't, but I forgot. I got to keep talking about how I'm a genius. You are a genius. It's <laughs> I love the, um, it, it became, it started off as like, oh, non-essential work, but to the point now where you're like, you're non-essential. Yeah, everyone, no one's <laughs> essential on this planet. Yeah. I know, I've known that I'm non-essential my entire existence. I think it's kind of great that some people are just starting to, um, Figure it out, folks. Uh, we have Stacy. Stacy's back there. Uh, she's still trying to recover from our sexual experience. We had that uh, last show. Talked about that. Thought about I should have been, um, you know, videoing myself as we were doing it. It's it's a kind of a weird thing. I know that me and my girlfriend talked about this new foray in, into uh, a polyamorous relationship. I'm pretty sure she's convinced now that anytime I come here to my my studio is that all I'm doing is constantly banging Stacy. Mm. Now I'm 48 years old, so the uh, the uh, horniness factor isn't really. If I was maybe 18 years old, and uh, maybe yeah, it's just a lot of work, folks. Uh, it's it's difficult. So like, if you are out there and you're thinking about getting yourself a love doll. Maybe you have ambitions of dating like a, a, a woman who's like a paraplegic or something. You know, someone you have to move around a lot. Uh, this could be a good practice. The love doll could be great. Or if you're like, you're a serial killer and you haven't really started killing people yet and then you're into like the Green, Ra the Green Valley River killer, I think he would, he would, he's also a necrophiliac, so he would murder them, bury them in a shallow grave and then go revisit them. So if you're going to like, you know, that would be part of like the, the steps to being a serial killer because you would have practice with moving this heavy body around because it would be a fucking lot of work to be a serial killer. I mean, I, uh, I mean, it's getting rid of the body. You got it. I mean, all, it's lugging stuff around. It's a workout. I've been working out, you know, but it's still, it's just a lot of effort for what it's worth. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like. You gotta clean her up too, right? Yeah, I, we talked about you know. Yeah, I guess you need like a fucking bucket, a bucket, and like a douche thing, and you gotta you know. So it, it's a lot. It's a lot, lot, lot of work to do to have your little moment. Um, you know, thinking like basically life is when you're born. It's just an, it's nonstop. You're born into this world that is just. It's all about gaslighting. You know, you're you're. You learn about the tooth fairy, some bullshit thing about the, you know, you learn about Santa Claus, you learn about, you're learning all these things and you realize you've been lied to, you know, Noah's Ark, Jesus, everything, television, all your favorite television shows are a lie, 
And that, that's, it's, I think the frustration for a lot of people is you, don't, you have to just accept that everything is complete nonsense and you're just constantly being like that way you don't have to get so impassionate about something and you get so frustrated you know that's that's what's if i'm now i'm like helping people unravel their madness and know like no everyone's lying to you from everywhere you go you know that's just to accept that then you can really excel just going on a fucking tangent that's not even interesting did van halen eddie van halen that's sad uh, he was uh, as a ch in my childhood jake and I'm probably like 10 years older than you probably. Most likely, maybe more, I don't know. But when I was a young whippersnapper uh, in the 80s, uh, Van Halen was, at, you know, I mean, you saw the, I saw the music Panama, the music video Panama. I, like, I wanted to be in Van Halen or be in Saturday Night Live. That's who I was a, as a kid. So you're right there. You're destined to be, you know, either in a mental institution or in prison or a Walmart greeter. So I was a big fan. I lived in a small town in western Kansas. Uh, you know, it's pretty slim, the, the opportunities of things you could do. I remember I was in uh, fourth grade, and I was trying to get my friends to us to put together a band, because that's what I wanted to do. But I, I was a band of one. There wasn't a lot. I remember I took guitar lessons from this... Uh, this lady that taught guitar lessons and older, it, it wasn't like the Eddie Van Halen character I needed, you know, and she, I had to do like the acoustic guitar, which I'm a little kid, maybe 10 years old. I can't wrap my hands or even push down on the, the, the strings. And I was, I remember there was like an orange electric guitar and I'm like, I want to play that. And, uh, who knows? The world would have been a different place if I, I would have, could have been like all these kids in Los Angeles that have like these fancy parents that like are taking guitar lessons from rock stars. My privilege did not wasn't very privileged because that's then I could have I could have been somebody. Yeah. When you see the the kids of uh, celebrities getting their record deals and stuff, and a guy like me is is an underdog. Mm. You know, we're not. I'm. I mean, none of them will ever make a music video as, as good as anything I've ever done. And I've done it with the budget of probably what they spend on shoes in over a month, all of my videos together. I mean, if I, it's Donald Trump, they spent $70,000 a year on his hair. If you put all of my videos together Wait, and everything, $70,000 a year is spent on his what? hair. I, I, who knows what the fuck's going on there? That's a whole, that's a mystery in itself. That's more than all my videos put together. Everything I've done is like beyond that. What I could do. People send your money. It's like a telephone. <laughs> you wild. go to a bar. You tip the bartender. Just, you know, it's not that big a deal. Just what, what, why not? What the hell's going on, folks? You got to accept the, uh, yeah, that was it. Van Halen. That was really sad. I actually, I met Eddie Van Halen. It's, I, it's probably too much to go into. I was, I lived in a, I lived in a guest house and I worked for a wealthy family and I ended up living right behind Billy Bob Thornton. And uh, I became friends with Billy Bob Thornton, which was bizarre. He would come over and hang, we'd hang out years ago. And what the funny thing was is when I decided I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a character actor, is after seeing the movie Sling Blade, I saw his other movie, uh, One False Move. And then all these things kind of happened and then now I'm in Los Angeles and then I'm randomly 
working for a family in a guest house right behind Billy Bob Thornton. So there was a moment when I was over at his house and I'm in his kitchen and then Eddie Van Halen's there. So I'm, I'm in the kitchen with Billy Bob Thornton and Eddie Van Halen. So my very first poster I ever had as a kid was of, of Van Halen. And then I'm in there with Billy Bob Thornton. And then I had this girlfriend at the time who couldn't be more attractive. And uh, so, yeah, this is a simulation. I get it. This isn't, this is all a, 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 simu a simulation. It's a computer simulation. It's a lot of story, but probably not that funny. I could make it funny if I went into a, maybe some other time. I, I don't even know what we're doing here. I've lived in some weird places. I've li I've had some weird situations. There was there was uh, when I was making the music, the Pussy Pounder, the Pussy Pounder. I had just made that. There was a 2008 financial crisis, mm -hmm. and uh, I remember I had a, I had two jobs. I was hosting this travel show, and then I had like this like high end babysitting job where I was I was doing really well. I was like, holy shit, I'm I'm making so much money. I'm gonna be able to buy like a house. Mm. I was killing it. And the financial crisis happened, and then I lost both those gigs, and then I was moving out of my place. But I'd shot the uh, Pussy Pounder, and I was editing it. Uh, it's a song, a music video, mocking misogyny for all you people out there offended by everything. If you're under 35, you shouldn't actually be you're old enough to either listen to this podcast or watch it on YouTube. Just FYI. You're easily offended by something. That's what happened in life. So... I uh, ended up randomly getting running a room, but you get to a certain age, you can't have roommates. It's just not going to work. Mm. And uh, so I ended up living in this. This woman was uh, had to be in New York, and so she was going to rent out a room, and then she was going to be in New York for a long period of time, and maybe she'd come back for a weekend or something. Uh, it was going to be really inexpensive, so I was like, okay, let's do it. I was desperate, so I move into this place, and then there was. There's always like a catch, you know what I mean? Like the hustler person where you're just, now you've gotten into their racket, you've been sold a thing, and then you get like the bait and switch. So there are these three cats that she had that she was supposed to be taking with her, but I know now there was no way in hell she was taking the cats to New York. That was just a lie to get me in there. And I had been making all this money, so I had, I had, had a girlfriend, I broke up with her, and I moved into my own place, and I had this, uh, I lived with this girl, and then I bought all this new stuff. So I had all this nice stuff. And then uh, I moved into, now I'm downsized into this new place, and uh, there's three cats that are not happy that their mom's not there. Mm. And I'm not there that much. These cats literally just destroyed everything I have. And then the guy that lived downstairs, was his job was to uh, come up and change the litter. Mm. Now, this is an overweight guy who uh, spends all day long watching, I don't know if it's Fox News or CNN, but just yelling about politics. Mm. And um, in 2008, yeah, I don't even know what the hell he was. Yet. He would just be yeah, every time I walked by, I could just hear him yelling at the television. I mean, your life has not worked out if you're an old person, older fella, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, and you're you haven't figured out that politics is just a bunch of bullshit. It's like you're you're like watching professional wrestling, screaming about The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. Like, it is completely crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, this fella, this don't even know, I don't even know why I'm going on this tangent. This isn't even that interesting. So, she, 
she he would go up there and because he's pissed off about politics all day long, and somehow I'm pro, I'm something negative no matter what. You're just a target uh, when you're when someone's that worked up over politics. Unless you're going to sit there and just get on to whatever the hell they're going on about. So he would come up there, take the uh, cat litter, and then he would dump it in the toilet. That was his way to deal with it. Well, apparently that's not really a good idea. So he ends up, because of that, he ends up, the house gets completely flooded and just ruins everything. You know, I have these cats just ripping everything apart. <laughs> it was just like the, that's how your life just kind of slowly falls down into, and I even forgot about this. I had this, I bought this ridiculous oversized television and then uh, I tried, I didn't want them the movers move it. So I had a, a this girlfriend I was helping, was moving it and she took a, bag of metal clamps it was the screen was laying like that and she grabbed it and it was kind of heavy she ended up dropping it on the screen and just shattered the whole screen and i kind of hung on to the the tv for like a couple months like i was maybe going to do something with it like it was basically i just took like three thousand dollars and just lived on fire like it was like god that was brutal and then uh and then i when i moved out of that place um god it was brutal so then, then her, her alcoholic, her friend's husband was getting divorced. Who was an alcoholic? Who then moved in? Then her, f- her friend moved in. It was just this thing, like you're just going to be living this thing, and then it's just you've been sold a lie, yeah. which is basically everyone's life. And then I moved out, and of course I was hit with like, I didn't get the deposit back because she claimed I put some holes in the wall with I nailed pictures or something, which I didn't, and I whatever. One of those things, and a whole, then, a whole deposit. For, yeah, for 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 just making for shit up, yeah. just a hustler. But it's time. It's one of those things where I wish I had more of like more free time and a more crazy, you know, because then you could really. Um, but I was I was with someone at a yoga class, and then I see her there. We're doing the namaste, and she's wanting to connect and be friendly, and I'm like, if you're a dude, I would just fucking punch you in the face. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, it's it's just people are terrible. Uh, this this show is just not. This show is a train wreck, folks. I think you're I think you're in your head about it. Yeah, that was a. I don't even know why. Oh, it's because of politics stuff. Because people that are so worked up in politics and yelling. There was a funny moment though. I was making the uh, music video, the dry humping peeping tom. If you haven't seen that, it's a lovely music video. And I had this massive teddy bear, because that's what the character did, was he was addicted to humping this teddy bear outside as a peeping Tom. And as I was going to shoot some of the music video, I was running out of there with a big teddy bear running down there, and a lady had moved in across the street, and she didn't put, hadn't put curtains in, and so she was completely naked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what kind of weird... How did I manifest this weirdness? I mean... If I was into humping the bear, like I mean, I create these ridiculous characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been that would have been his prime opportunity. Would yeah. have been like, could this get any? Wow, any hotter? Yeah, it was like, how funny was that? I remember. Did you ever see the movie Blue Thunder? Probably not. It was way before your time. I was a little tiny kid. There's this movie called Blue Thunder, and it the opening scene is these two guys are in a helicopter, and they are. They are as peeping toms looking outside of a window and this really attractive woman is doing naked yoga. Mm-hmm. And as like a little kid, as a male that's just starting to probably even be attracted to women, you're thinking, God, I, I hopefully I can live, I can look out my window and I see this, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful of what you wish for. 
Got it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, another one of the places I lived, and I, I've lived in a lot of places in Los Angeles. A friend of mine, an actress, got me to move into a house, another bamboozled situation, just going to work a couple hours a week, you know, and uh, doing like random things. So I, she gets me to move in, and it's it's not a couple, it's like literally 60 hours a week job. This woman is the most psycho ball buster you've ever met, like, and, and crazy. So I'm in this place and I just got sober. Mm. And um, I remember I, you know, and you're really crazy when you first get sober and uh, maybe a couple months into being a sober person and uh, I'm trying to fall asleep. I got to get up and work or whatever. And there's a lot of loud cackling and stuff going on. So the, the woman, the place that we lived behind, the, this other actress that was out of town and she had some, her assistant or something, which was... Uh, a, a lesbian, but like she looks like she's like could have played on a softball team, okay. like not more like a guy, more of like a uh, mm-hmm. a plus size model situation, and then her plus size model type girlfriend, mm-hmm. not necessarily what I'm personally attracted to, uh, but that was my blue thunder moment. So I had manifested that as a kid and didn't even realize it. So I remember just looking out the window and these are loud, obnoxious drinking people and you can't sleep because and then somehow the air conditioner wasn't open so you had to have the windows open so it wasn't get, it didn't get too hot because there was a that hadn't gotten sorted out yet so i was and i thought about that i was like it's because of that fucking when i was a kid and i saw the movie blue thunder and you prayed and wished i wished for that and god goes here you go yeah. here's your moment perfect so timing two big lesbians yeah, yeah. in an in a, a hot tub going at it mm laughing so hard and carrying on and i'm really sober too so it's it's even more irritating mm. that you can't drink and there are these people that are really enjoying themselves in a hot tub naked prancing around playing loud music and uh i didn't have enough self-esteem to be like hey could you keep it down like you know i'd probably got arrested like fucking creep looking at it you know like, yeah. you know it's not easy being a being a man oh. i was worried about you're gonna be like a don't want to become become a sexual sex offender. You know what I mean. You gotta, there's a lot of creeps out there, and I look like one, so I gotta be I gotta be extra extra uh, straight on the arrow. I think if you were a sex offender, what they should do is they should be mandatory where they have to carry around one of these these sex dolls mm. everywhere they go. Like that's how you know that they are a sex offender because they have that with them. Cause it's like it's almost like you know those like kids. They used to have a program where they would uh, they had like a lot of un, like teenage pregnancy. So what they would do is they'd give them a baby, like a not a real baby, but like a you know like a fourteen pound thing. They had to carry it around and pretend to feed it, so they could get a, like a realistic idea of what it's like I to how be. That I have no idea, <laughs> but I think <laughs> really, I think it would be great if you are you've had some sort of sexual offense or whatever you'd have to lug around one of these like 130 pound uh sex dolls everywhere and everywhere so everyone everywhere you go people know like oh wow guy's really into because maybe that would i mean i don't know if that's a good idea just be kind of interesting if you kind of knew i i'm able to see people and i kind of figure out if they're like a like a mental rapist Mm. you know an emotional vampire my friend Emma, she uh, used to live in this building. She coined the 
mental rapist thing. It's a, I like her. She's great. She's hilarious. She's in England now. She's everyone's moved from Los Angeles. It's terrible. It's terrible. I thought while well, you were saying uh, moving that around, remember? Did you watch the house that Jack built? Yeah. When he was like moving the bodies and like it was oh yeah, like, such a, photographs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy movie. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. But good for you. Good for you, folks. If you, uh, you know, if you need to, uh, you got to have your sexual thing, and you you don't have any luck with women, actual women, and you need to. There you go. You can work it out. Because what you could do, it's like, if you get really good at that, you could actually have a niche where you would date like a paraplegic that needs to be carried around and lift around because you'd have all this experience doing it. Mm. That could be like your, that could be your selling point like on an online dating app. Is that like, yeah. That's, you know what? I'm off. There's this guy. So in my, in our house, my girlfriend, I live in, a, it's a new house, very mid-century, beautiful house built and uh they're still working on it a little bit it's like the so there's this guy that they've done these expensive cabinets and stuff and uh so we were they're supposed to be done in february and so this guy that's his, that's a long time ago and um this guy is a clearly an alcoholic mm-hmm. that's that's his job these cabinets and uh, it's it's a little frustrating because it's it's somehow it's it's not done and there's a lot of problems of course as you would expect, but he has this. Uh, so today I'm uh, um, rushing to get out of the house and uh, he always wants to kind of relate, wants to do a little you know like we're buddies and stuff, and I'm just looking at him like like uh, like I go I did a job the other day I show up and did a job an acting thing and I I fucking deliver a performance and these people are beyond excited mm-hmm. it's one take it's just on and like that's when i go to work i try to like exceed people's expectations and stuff this guy's whole thing is uh a lot of excuses and why things aren't done and you have to listen to the him and ha about all of his personal problems and so today he, he always makes a comment about like uh, where are the drinks or are we going to have drinks or something? And then like, he knows that I don't drink and my uh, girlfriend doesn't either. And I'm just kind of like, and the guy's like, Oh, how long have you not drank? And I'm like, you know, like 15, like come on 16 years. And I go, well, I don't drink. It's because I can, I'm able to dominate life. I'm able to like, if I get, you know, I'm able to deliver things. I, I give a real pro- progressive kind of like, I will fucking knock you out, buddy. I'm so sick of this. Everything is just you gotta get you gotta you gotta finish this. What's going on here? Sounds like a, a yeah. Rush. There's a lot of uh, rapists, mental rapists. Like the guy wants to hold you hostage and tell you all of his woes and stuff. And it's like, hey, if you're smoking me- uh, red Marlboro red cigarettes and you're in your late fifties, just fucking jump off a cliff. Just shoot yourself. Like, what the fuck's going on here? I mean, I, I understand that you're hanging on to the rubble thing, but, like, you're not showing up in anyone's life and doing anything but causing a fuckload of problems. Mm. It's just... Just kill yourself already. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, your midlife crisis, your whole life has been crisis. You've been drunk. For your crisis, what you need to do is you just got to get sober. 
Because your life is a living hell. I get it. I know that before you even fucking open your mouth. Okay, buddy? The first time I met you and you said that, made the comment about the drinks, I looked over to my girlfriend and said, this guy's not going to finish this job until August. Boy, I was wrong. I was, <laughs> he's not going to be done until the fucking holidays. Yes, so the Marlboro Red smoking cabinet maker who likes to drink always wants to have cocktails at the work. Uh, it's like, are you, who are you? Are you uh, Keith Richards? You're making fucking cabinets in someone's fucking house. Uh, you're not a fucking rock star. We're, we're not, what are we celebrating? Your failed existence? Or are the fact that we've somehow been duped into the fact that you're in our fucking house? What are we celebrating? Yeah, that's what's going on out there. A lot of, uh, so if you're at work right now intoxicated, good for you. You've duped somebody into, it's crazy, like the whole closet's been taken apart. All the cabinets that were done are not done correctly and fucked up, and so they're doing them again. And it's it's almost comical, really, because he will be there for the holidays or the, you know, the apocalypse. You know, it's, that's what's going on, folks. Sorry about that. Uh, Get your midlife crisis right, okay? Get your... Just, get your fucking shit together. Yeah, get your fucking shit together. If you're like in your 50s and you can't fucking function, you should you should give your money to the show and fucking like... Uh, it's time to move on. You're a non-essential person. You're just a hassle. All you're doing is raping, mentally raping anyone you come in contact with. Good Lord. And then what? You want to relate? Like, how are you going to relate to me, buddy? I see right through you. I've been you, okay, asshole? I, you're like my fucking... You're like me if I never got sober. Fucking, where are the drinks? Like, five times the guy's like, you know, is like trying to... His hustle to fish around if we're going to have drinks together. Such a weird hustle. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to get a house, and, and you're here. Why are you still here? Why can't you finish your the fucking job? It's pretty funny. The world is fucking crazy, man. It's funny because, uh, like, how do you even, uh, you can't, I mean, you can talk to someone like that. I was actually really nice to him. Uh, made him laugh when I was, uh, I had to run an errand. I came back and I just, you know, I'm sure he, he got my passive aggressive, figure it out, like, as he's on his smoke break, like, how about you just get the fucking job done? How about you just finish, my friend? Jesus Christ. What the fuck's going on? I, I get it. You hate your life, but just finish the job and figure something else out. What the fuck are you torturing us for? For the love of God. How many cabinets is it? A lot. A lot of cabinets? Oh, that's a major thing, yeah. There's Nine months. Huge walk-in closet. There's bathroom stuff. There's, there's a uh, really nice, massive kitchen. Ca- I don't even know. This is uh, that's too long. This is the yeah. It's not, I don't. It was supposed to be done a long time ago. I don't know. It's my it's my girlfriend's deal, you know. If I would have shot the guy already, if I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's not my it's my not my lane, folks. Not my lane. I'm just there to be supportive. Uh, it's it's funny because you know my girlfriend. She's she's an amazing woman and she is a boss. She's 
CEO, you know, she's an important person. So and I think it's kind of funny, you know, these listening to someone who is like a boss today's environment dealing with employees and how ridiculous it is to because you have because you were talking with people that are I don't know in their 20s 30s or whatever and the whole time you have to just be like you know you know you know James you're doing an excellent job I just want to tell you that I really I just I, I'm really excited about what you're doing I I see the the progress you've made like inside you're really just like dude if you could just do your job that we've hired you for that would be amazing but you'd have to spend probably half an hour every time you talk to a person jerking them off about how how they're valued and how wonderful they are like how pathetic have we become as a society like you could see like a ceo would have to talk to like all the children that are pretending to be adults like that are like up to like 40 years old and then you'd have like the generation x people where they would just be like all right losers this is what you know what i mean like they want to be talked to like real people but then you have to talk to the young people and just you know, really want to acknowledge how they feel and how are you feeling? And I, I really see the effort you're doing. And, but, and like, I couldn't be a CEO. I would, I definitely, I'd be like the, the Michael Jordan like character, like him telling them that to just, to, I'd attack him. Mm. I mean, I'm trying to become like Ellen DeGeneres. I want to fucking, I come out dancing and then behind the scenes, I'm fucking screaming at people. Mm. Don't make fucking eye contact to me. I'll fucking knock you out right here. That's how you treat me. Yeah. Fucking camera's not rolling. I'm scared. I can't tell you were cologne. I have a sensitive nose. Are you not chewing gum? Your breath like what are you doing to me? You're fired. <laughs> the hell's going on here? What is going on, folks? I don't even know. I, I don't. The, the everything's falling apart in Los Angeles. Everyone's homeless. Every there's the, the, we're gonna die. The next pandemic is not coming from Wuhan, like the open market. It's coming from just down the street. Like, <laughs> what are we fucking doing here in uh, city of Los Angeles? It's I guess if if you want to experience Burning Man year round, living in a camp, come to Los Angeles. Get out here. I think that the, the Boy Scouts, what the Boy Scouts should do is they should have homeless people be like the, the Scout Masters because they could teach the kids. Like you could get like a, like living out of a shopping cart kind of, you could get a shopping cart patch. Okay. You know, you could get like a, uh, you know, you have to go out and get cardboard so you can sleep on it. You, you have to like fend the city camping. That's where the focus should be because you're dealing with professional campers. You're not going to prepare these kids for a future of being on the street. They're sitting there playing video games. Video games, uh, I don't fuck with it because I have, you know, I have a compulsive, addictive personality. Mm -hmm. And I, about, I don't know, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, well, I remember playing Tetris as a kid. And then I remember I started seeing everything as blocks and stuff. I mean, I played Atari. I did all that stuff when I was really little. Mm -hmm. But as you get to an adult, playing video games is a little, little much, right? I happen to be on the same page with you, yeah. You don't fuck with it, because you just know it's I can like, see the value in yeah. the learning process, yeah. but I think it does suck. A lot of your life yeah. away. So I was in Minneapolis in a hotel, and I was like 18 hours into Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Straight. I've done that. 
And I'm like, and this, and I'm just like angry. And I'm like, what am I doing? I can't, I can't fucking do this, you know? And you're, I'm playing this stupid video game. I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking about running people off. You know, I see a lady with a bunch of bags. I'm like, she's got a ton of money. And I just kind of catch myself like, you know, I, you start becoming the, the video game. And I'm thinking like, fuck, man, they should have like a video game that's going to help like prepare you for life. You know, maybe they could have a game, video game called like Senior Citizen. Mm. You know, where you're like, you're fucking like on 10 different medications and you're kind of coming in and out, everything's are blurry, you're, have a, your mouth is dry, you have to try to parallel park because you have to get to this doctor's appointment, you're, you're wearing your, your Depends undergarments and then you got to get the walker out of the back, but then you, you know, the whole stress of trying to, you know, get the car in the spot and you're banging things, you can't really see over the dashboard and then finally you get to get the car parked, it's halfway on the fucking curb but you don't give a shit because you're like 85 and you're like fuck it i'm gonna die anyway i gotta get to the doctor's office and then you're trying to get there because you don't want to fucking make a you know mess in your fucking depends undergarments because that's a fucking nightmare just because you have them on you still got to deal with the cleanup and then you got to get another one and you don't want to get anything on your fucking pants so then you're fucking trying to get the walker out of the fucking like you know trunk and then you're trying to get to the fucking across the street but you move so you think you're moving fast but you're going so goddamn slow you can't there's not enough time to get across the street and everyone's fucking honking at you got a street you fucking old man racist because you're racist no matter what because you're an old man that was a white person so clearly you own a plantation you know it's terrible this is what they should be making video games for people so people can like get prepared you know like trying to like the part of the video games like trying to get your dentures in i love this trying to figure out what get the medications what happens if you take the wrong medication you're always having to get to the bathroom you know, you're trying to avoid people. You're always anyone that says something to you. You're responding with absolute fucking insanity. Like, hey, sir, if you wouldn't mind, you're parking your car too close. I don't listen to anybody else. You, know, you just <laughs> erupt with some crazy like ah. That's how you gotta you gotta fend people off because you're you're angry, trying to get like clothes matching. Who gives a shit? You gotta remember if you like put a kettle on for tea because you don't want to fucking burn the place down. Like, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And you need to make a video game that's going to help prepare you for life, not some fucking Grand Theft Auto where you're pretending to do crime and stuff. Well, actually, that could be helpful for today's society. Mm. They can make a fucking video game called Professional Camper, mm. like called Destitute. <laughs> You've been laid off in a pandemic. Unemployment's <laughs> fucking been discontinued. Figure it out. The game starts. Yeah. It's like... It's 2020. It's called 2020. Welcome to your new life. You're non-essential. You don't fucking matter. That's really good. So I should get into making video games. I need a whole team. I don't have the infrastructure, but I have a lot of ridiculous ideas I think that would be amazing. Like if I had the infrastructure right now, I would have been selling fucking bedazzled uh, hazmat suits. Like... (laughs) Like, that's what people need. Like, just these, like, sporty fucking designer Gucci hazmat suits. Like, so, you, look, I'm not worried about going anywhere. I'm completely taken care of, you know. You can come closer to me. Yeah. I mean, I do like the fact that people have to be, say, six feet away. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun to, because I've already had COVID, but it's always kind of fun to be out in public. And I always, I, I do, I cough a lot. It's hilarious watching mm. people's reaction. It's terrible. I'm fucking a terrible. That's not terrible. Thing. I fucking go for it. Coughing. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Like in the grocery store, trying to get around somebody. Yeah. Instead of saying "excuse me," you just cough, and it's yeah. just immediately <laughs> parting this. <laughs> 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 
And uh, so I've always wanted to sell like like you know like burkas. You know, I wish a burka could become like a not just specific to like if you're a oppressed Muslim woman that's in some terrible situation, but they could take the power out of it. I remember I watched like there's a old like Elton John was in the airport one time and he was just fucking going off at these paparazzis and stuff. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just wear like a burka? If you're a celebrity and you don't want people to take your picture, fucking harass you. Wear a fucking burqa. Mm. Get over yourself. Just put a fucking burqa on and your 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 freedom. Well, that would have been great if Diana was wearing a burqa. Diana, Princess Diana. Yeah. Maybe she right. Have, she wouldn't have died that day. But then you could do designer burkas, and then they don't. Have, they have to be different, so they're not a burqa. But I, I wanted to do one and then like sell them. Like like if you're a poker player, you can have the poker face. You have the sunglasses on over the burqa. <laughs> Like if you're if you're like a guy that's cheating on like or a woman or uh, you're married and you're cheating on your spouse, you're wearing the burqa. You know, I mean, it's kind of like a lot of. I have actually a burqa and I've worn it. It's pretty amazing. It does. People are. I was driving in the street in a burqa and I had the face thing on and people were just like, you know, it's it's alarming. Yeah, but, <laughs> it is alarming. Yeah. actually, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> You know, I also have a, I also have like a, a priest outfit, which is fun to go to like a strip club, go to, you know, you know, it's, if it's fun to have a priest outfit on, just go out and get completely hammered, you know? Yeah. It's a great look. I mean, you should do this. You should, you should have fun with your life, people. It's, everything's a costume party. Now the costume I wanted to get, which my girlfriend was not okay with, if we had to go to Burning Man again, is I wanted to get like a Saudi Arabian, you know, prince outfit, but I think that would be probably culture appropriation, but I just... It just makes sense. If you had to go to Burning Man, you're in the hot sun. I mean, that's the outfit, right? You got yeah. the... But apparently people would maybe be... Hey, get over here. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know, though, if... Can you, like... Cultural appropriation, like Saudi Arabia... They're, like... They're bit, everything, everything, everything is... You're fired. Yeah, so I, it is you know, true. I, I, why do I care? Like, who... I don't have anything going on anyway. Yeah. That's not true. I am in a movie you're that's going to be coming out. It's really good. A couple movies that are coming out that I'm in. Yeah. And we'll you, talk about the best it. podcast in the United States. I have the number one podcast in the United States. Top I am rated. <laughs> top rated. Yeah. yeah, top rated. It's a it's a five star podcast, folks. It is uh, if you're hip and cool, you're listening to this this lunatic going on about whatever the hell he's going on. Do you ever do you have Citizen app? I had to get rid of it. It's it's I think it's like the Facebook of the future. It's just if you don't know what Citizen app is, it basically lets you know of all the crime happening around you. And uh, it's kind of amazing because I don't know, I didn't know that there everyone owns a machete. But there's always someone with a fucking machete. They're naked, they're in a, a Halloween car. Everyone, there's someone on the street selling machetes. Like, that's a business you should be in. If you're trying to figure out how to make money, go to Home Depot, buy machetes, go down the street and sell them for, you know, a little markup. Because everyone's got a machete. Like, I, don't even, I wouldn't even know where to get a machete. I guess Home Depot, maybe? I guess that's a that's yeah, a weapon yeah, of garden, choice. The garden yeah. garden section. That's a weapon of choice. Get a machete. I guess the the Danny Trejo movie Machete is where it's at. If you're if you're going to be homeless, get yourself a machete. That's part of the uh, essential packing as you're moving out of your uh, you're being evicted from your p- apartment. But what you should do is like someone sent me a thing that a job a really lucrative job right now is evicting people from their apartments. I've heard of like repo <laughs> men. It's yeah. terrible. Like, if you want to be, okay, you want to be a billionaire, folks. Do you remember, I know everyone's, like, favorite villain is, is George Soros, but, like, during the Nazi days, he was, uh, as a kid, would turn in the, the this fellow Jewish 
equal, so, right? Yeah, to make so, well, it's a tricky situation because that yeah. would happen. That a lot of people did that, and yeah. it was it wasn't it was, yeah. Well, anyway, this guy is an inner. He doesn't care. He's yeah. ruthless. Yeah. Fuck it. I I I. You're literally death sentence. Yeah. If you want to be successful, people in life, you need to become a sociopath. You need to not yeah. give a shit about other people's feelings and try to do what's right for others. You only need to care about yourself. That's how you succeed. That is the American dream. So right now, you need to get a job, evicting people, become a repo man, and your life is just fucking destroying people, getting them out on the street, taking their car if you want to be successful. Yeah. That's what it is in 2020. You try, you want to... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's true. It's ruthless. I know. I need to... I don't have a lot of in me. I... I uh, I don't know. I, but that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to encourage people to go to camping sites and steal camping gear from wealthy people, and then you're like the Robin Hood of for the homeless, and then bring it to the homeless people. That's what you can do. Do oh, you have to virtue signal. You could, you could document this on your social media. Mm. You're the, you're, you're modern day Robin Hood character. I need to be doing things that are more. I need to tell people more helpful advice. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll give you a life hack. You're, let's say you're in lots of, whatever city you're in. Like, let's say you have to go to the bathroom. You gotta, you gotta do a number two. You gotta drop the, you got the Bill Cosby's off the pool. You got to, what do you do, folks? A lot of people don't know what to do in this situation. I'll tell you what to do. You go to yourself the nicest hotel, five star hotel. I've done this many times. I go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. I pull in my shitty car and let them know that I have to, I have to drop off a package, a courier. What do they do? I don't have to pay for valet. I park my car because I'm going to be in and out. I go into one of the nicest bathrooms in the city, and I drop off the Bill Cosby's. That's a life hack you can use in your life. You know, you have to be able to. Uh, you have to be able to, to play the role. It's a lot about. It's all about having the right costume, playing the right role. You know, fitting into. Uh, it's about surviving. That could be the video game. You know, I thought it'd be funny if you. It could be like your YouTube show. All the places you're going to go to the bathroom. Documenting it. I like uh, that. It's good. I, you know, it's kind of weird because I've had this black-on-black -black cop car now for a few years. And when I got the cop car, a friend of mine had it. Uh, good guy. Great guy. He got me into the cop car world. And it's, it's one of those things where you can rent the car out for movies or whatever. And I'm an actor, so then I've been casting stuff with car there's another hustle so the car ends up paying for itself and basically you're driving around a, a, a nascar sports car a high performance vehicle that's a cop car now the great thing about that is you finally get the respect you deserve on the road mm. no more people fucking like honking at you uh it's kind of brutal a stop sign or you know, stoplight you're like texting on your phone like an asshole and the light changes and the person behind you doesn't even honk because they're afraid to <laughs> jump out of the car and start shooting yeah yeah that's right. And the one thing that's great because I do, either I'm like some undercover cop or I'm a serial killer. Most likely people look at me and think I'm a serial killer. So it, it's really helpful. So every morning I would take an illegal turn on sunset. I would take a left turn into the coffee bean. Now my old car, people are not getting out of the way. They're not allowing me to turn left. They're just like, fuck off, loser. Like, you, what are you doing? You're making an illegal left turn. When I got the cop car... It's like, you know how they say, like, if you buy something, that's not going to fix you? Total lie. Mm. Once you get in the cop car, I mean, people would, like, put it in reverse, waving me right through. 
I mean, I was like, this is like, why haven't I been doing this my whole life? Oh. Like I, uh, I've, been, I've driven places where I'm speeding and uh, I've had so many situations where there was like a, like a, a cop doing like one of those uh, speed trap things. And I'm fl- I had a, I got a job hired to, to drive to Burning Man to take a band, their uh, music video, to find them and then show them the music video. And then I had to take and give them the notes and send it to whatever. So I'm driving to Burning Man in my cop car, speeding, because everywhere I'm going, I'm trying to get there quickly for whatever reason. I go right through a, a speed trap where I see the cop doesn't light me up because in the in the cop car, you have to have that, that there's a moment of hesitation. Mm-hmm. So in a normal car, I would have been done. I've I've gone through stop signs. I've ran lights. And there's been caught. There's been a cop car there, and they don't they don't turn it on because there's a momentary. There's like a hesitation yeah. before they can actually tell that I'm really just some jackass in a cop car. But you can also get jammed up. You could also you know you know they come at you because you look like you know the one thing I do is I've I've you know I have I have an IMDb. I can like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. It's what it is. It's a picture car. I'm not actually out. Um, arresting people and uh, shaking them down. <laughs> I mean, I'm nuts, but I'm not. I'm not committing crimes. So that's what you need out there if you're looking to uh, make your life better. You could get a cop car. I don't think you want to do that now. You probably. I, I'm, I'm driving around thinking I might get shot. I'm a little tense right now with the uh, the current state of affairs. Depends on where you are, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough world out there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's that. Those have been some life hacks: the cop car, taking dumps at five-star hotels, developing these video games. You know what I mean? I got a life hack. Yeah. Yeah. When you go to a hotel, mm-hmm. all right, no, you lose a phone charger. Mm-hmm. Very expensive to replace that. Yeah, I'll have them at the hotel. Right? Go to the ask. hotel. You say, "I left my phone charger. I was staying with a friend." They have boxes of them. Yeah, chargers. You can also do that at gym. You yeah. Tell them you lost your headphones. Yeah. That's a good for headphones. I'm not sticking the headphones in the ear, but yeah. Get yourself to clean it up. You gotta do all. You gotta do everything, man. Yeah. Folks, you gotta get yourself a fucking bedazzled hazmat suit or a burka. That's what you could wear. That's you could just wear it every day. Every day is fucking Halloween anyway. Just start wearing a burka. You know. That's what needs to happen, folks. We live in a fucking death cult. That's what the military is. That's where your tax dollars are going. If you're going to be outraged, out, why don't you outrage that? You know, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand all that. It's kind of weird because they're doing like this, like these people think that they're like in like a, they're like, they're like working with, they're with Che doing like a Cuban uprising here. Hmm. Like I, it's, it's like, but they're all, like, it's like corporate sponsored. I mean, they should have in their Antifa outfits the black. They should have like corporate sponsors. And same with like the Proud Boys. Like they should like like NASCAR. Mm. They should have all of these like different radical, whatever the hell they're doing. They should have like they're, they're sponsored by like Nike and you know like like Dawn. They should <laughs> like some dishwashing soap and stuff mm. as they're out there protesting. Because I'm sure we're gonna get the shirt's not over with. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot more. And these, all these people that worship these politicians and stuff, I, it just, it's really creepy. Hmm. These people are not going to save you. I'd say they've already sold us out. They're up there just looting uh, the treasury. I don't even know why we have to keep pretending that these people are doing anything. Stop giving them power. They should, they should not be allowed in, in polite society. Every time they're speaking or doing something, you should just be 
yelling at them. People in the news, you should be yelling at them, screaming at them. And you see them in public. You're the snake that lies to us. <laughs> what the hell's yeah. going on here? What do you think about this? Uh, just do you think Trump is going to win again? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know who's going to win. I mean, it's hard to, every. you know, when you realize everything is a lie and you don't really know what's what. I think, I don't know, man. I don't really know. I, I, I don't, part of me just, I don't care. Mm. It's like, it's kind of like the, okay, like the Republican Party is kind of like the alcoholic. It's extremely selfish. It doesn't give a shit about anything. It wants everything it wants to make as much money as it can it just uh it doesn't give a shit about the environment doesn't give a shit about you doesn't want to help out anybody you know it's the one that's going to steal the money that's going to go to uh help vulnerable people they don't care about them because they're so selfish mm. you know and uh and then like the democrat party is kind of like the person married to the alcoholic, like the enabler, the, the person who needs to be an Al-Anon, mm. who's like this hyper-vigilant, wants to control everything. But they have a hustle, too. They actually can be just as creepy. And they're, But now our Democrat Party is also an alcoholic. So it doesn't... They're, they're both, like... But they have more of like an Al-Anon issue mm. where they're going to basically... They want to control everything. Like... Uh, you know they want they want all this money they, they do the, the the pretending they're helping you out but while they're they're screwing you mm. so they're and then you're like in a car with like this married couple that are in this violent screaming at each other and they're trying to convince you which one is right and you're just stuck there you can't go anywhere and you're thinking about i know that we're flying down the interstate at like 75 miles an hour but i could just open this door I wonder, hopefully I could get, hopefully I would die. It might be painful, but it would, might end quickly. But the problem is you're thinking like, if I jump out, I might be paraplegic. You don't know what to do here. Yeah. You know, you're it's just, a really good, uh, analogy. you're just being fucking mentally raped, gaslit, nonstop lying by both, all the news. And I wish the masses would, uh, get that. And so they could have like, once you know, like you can't, the, the game's up. You know, it, the non everything's a lie. So then uh, we wouldn't have to. The, it takes a lot of power away from these people, and then we could potentially have some nice things. People could have some health care. That would be that would be lovely. People could um, maybe they could go back to work. I, I don't know. Maybe they could. I think it's funny that the president got. Well, it's not funny. Got COVID, and then I think it's funny because he know exactly what's going to happen. That he's going to recover from it. And he's going to—he's the expert now of COVID, yeah. and he <laughs> is the champion of this. <laughs> he's not—I mean, I, I understand. I do. I have already had it, so I feel immune. So I'm—I'm like, I'm wearing the mask, which is kind of like, hey, I—I'm I, doing this to for for show here, so you feel comfortable with yourself. Uh, right. I mean, uh, it's. It's a, it'd be kind of good if they just everyone got it. Like you just said, like look, some of us aren't going to make it. Miles well, just instead of take. I, th I think I'd rather have COVID than the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> the vaccine is rushed. It's like thirty companies are trying to make this vaccine. It's like who knows what it's going to yeah. be. I wouldn't want round one. I don't know. I'm, I'm over all this. I just like to get some kind of normalcy. But I don't know. I think it, we all, as we all know, folks, it's part of the depopulation program. Mm. 
like some of you are going off to Nam, 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 but a lot of you aren't coming back. A lot of us probably are going to make it to 2021. So send your money in, get your OnlyFans page, buy your sex doll, start making videos of you banging the sex doll, let your friends and family know that you should have been a porn star, look at my skill set, obviously check out the OnlyFans page, see my skills. I know what would solve all of the problems. Uh, I've been doing this this app I talk about, the trip, mm. the virtual reality with the Oculus, uh, meditation video game and uh, I'm their unofficial the, I, like I'm doing like uh, the non-sponsored commercials that I've they have not hired me for but I kind of think that we could save the entire planet if uh, so I was looking at their uh, Facebook thing this is a person's review of uh, trip.com so if you're meant if you are like struggling with dealing with life and people or stress, you get this app and what's going to do is it's going to help fix your whole situation so you're not so nuts this is what this person left this i saw that this is pretty good i could never get into meditation now i can't miss my twice daily i've only been using it a few weeks and i'm changing i'm autistic adhd bipolar this is true dude this is real too damn smart to be so dumb all of that always spiraling out of control and on a rant about something. You think I wrote this, right? <laughs> this is real. Now, my breathing automatically changes to calming breathing at stressful situations. I don't think to myself, I'm about to watch the news. I'd better do the breathing thing. No, I hear and feel my body just doing what I wish. It had been doing all my life. You kind of messed up. Get this? You love someone? Kind of messed up? Get this for them. You know someone that's under a lot of stress right now? We. You really must get this for them. At least that's my opinion. This is a healing virtual reality. I'm a fan forever. I mean, what else do you need, folks? It's quite a review. Trip.com. T-R-I-P-P.com. If, listen, folks, if you're a fucking nightmare, you have no ability to, to regulate your own emotions because of severe trauma in your life. You get set off. You're screaming and yelling at people because you have PTSD. You can't be present and someone's not doing something right and you want to fucking put your fist through their face. And You, you know you can't do that. That's not how you want to be. You need to get trip.com so you can fix your frontal lobe and you can get your life together. Like the cabinet guy, if he was doing not self-medicating and being drunk all the time below his excuses and God knows what he does... Maybe the job would be done if he was doing... So I just... my I've convinced myself if everyone was doing this meditation app, the whole world would be fine. Like, it would actually solve all of the world's problems. Does that sound... Am I out of my mind? Uh, I think it's like a fundamentalist belief in this company. I think yeah. it's beautiful. I, I, I'm such a fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I think it will help save... It'll help make the world a better place. I think people will become more rational and sane in an absolutely insane world. And uh, people are on edge. People are running around with machetes. People are uh, never thought that they would never be able to 
they're, they're, they've realized they're non-essential and now they need, and the government's they're not going to extend their unemployment because uh, that's what's going on because the Democrat and the Republican Party do not care about you. That is such a weird shock. It's so crazy. You know what I think they should do is they have like all these like hair salon, all these businesses that there's now boarded up. They could just make them homeless encampments. Mm. They could just move them into... Yeah, they really could. Yeah, I think they were saying something about taking motels and into homeless it'd be I mean you think of all the empty real estate of uh, you could just move them in there and uh, be like everyone's subsidized everyone's uh, in their own little prison uh, we need to evolve out of this folks it's time everyone needs to really embrace their midlife crisis you need a coach that's going to help you really make that happen hit the Patreon I am the one and only Pioneer, midlife crisis coach. Uh, I'm gonna figure out, folks, how to do the uh, the Zoom interview with the Cam Link. I'm gonna have some interviews with some wonderful people. We're gonna really step up the game here at the Jeff Hilliard Show. Uh, Jake is doing great. Jake's doing great things. He's got a podcast. We'll be talking about in the future. He's doing. I mean, this everything is happening here. At the Jeff Hilliard Show. Actually, I wanted to say something about Trip. Is that possible? Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, before Trip, Jeff screamed like he screams at you, but in the mirror. And then Trip got him. It actually did uh, help. The equipment, you know, and and put it together. Yeah, because I I was able to calm down a little bit, be more focused. Healed the frontal lobe. Worked on the frontal lobe damage. And now he screams into a microphone. Yeah. To, for your benefit. So you can relate to the frustration. So I'm not out there, you know, using like an Uber driver as a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, why why are you why are you paying money to go to therapists? Just so get in good. like an Uber and just unload your entire even better yet, become an Uber driver <sighs> and then turn the, the passenger into your therapist. Take them hostage and mentally rape them. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so, it's so like nine dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a fraction. Yeah, just you know, maybe you could pull over and park and just really, you know, stop the meter basically, and then uh, just keep going. Let them know because nothing more than somebody making like five dollars an hour as they run their vehicle into the ground and having to listen to your failure of a life, the things that you didn't get sorted out, you can just unload all of your frustrations out on a, an Uber driver. They're held hostage. They can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. I mean, I think if you have a lot of emotional problems and you just need to talk it out, besides getting like a midlife crisis podcast, you know, but you get real interaction if you have, you're in a vehicle, you'd be a driver. You should become a driver and just find yourself screaming and yelling about either politics or you could go full QAnon conspiracy on them. You could uh, let them know that, uh, uh, you know, which is what's happening. You know, Hillary Clinton is sacrificing babies and drinking their blood, which I th- probably is real. I mean, come on. Look at her. Look at her. <laughs> Just that crazy laugh. Of course she is. I mean, it would then she would make sense. They would all make sense. Mm. They were, uh, I saw something where they were finally released some documents that, uh, Hillary Clinton did for sure made was behind the Russian 
hoax debacle. I don't even know. People are really worked up over. Of course she is. They're all crazy. These people are sociopaths. Can we stop giving them all this attention and power? Send your money into the Jeff Hilliard show. I should do the Jeff Hilliard Foundation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're helping save people. Making them do put on this VR app. That's, <laughs> That's a great idea. That's really good. I, uh, I again, I want to tell you folks, uh, I, I appreciate all the people even using this in the background while you're uh, masturbating. Uh, you're listening to this. Uh, I appreciate that. I imagine it must be very, you know, comforting. You know, some of you people out there that are using uh, your sexual toys on yourself while listening to this podcast, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, like, <laughs> who the hell's doing that? <laughs> that's really a thing? All you people out there exercising on the beach, getting fit, I, I think I think you're either going to come out of this pandemic either really fit or you've gained 80 pounds. Now, you got to figure out which kind of person are you. Um you know, I think you should get some adjust, you know, adjustable dumbbells. Get yourself, get a yoga mat. I don't know. Ever get out there? Get fit, folks. You gotta get ready for the post-apocalyptic uh, Mad Max life. Get yourself a mullet. Maybe get some shoulder pads because you need that in the apocalypse. You know, you gotta dress like your Burning Man outfit. Mm. Watch those camping shows. Uh, Starts, you know, and you can steal things up to a th- almost a thousand dollars in Los Angeles. Apparently, it's like a nine hundred and fifty dollars. So get out there and start, you know, stealing things because the police are busy. Mm. You get free reign out there. Like this guy's a, <laughs> what kind of show is this? I'm telling you, <laughs> steal stuff. Life hacks. Yeah, life hacks. Get out there. If, just so you know, FYI, if you want to be homeless, Los Angeles is the place for you. This is the mecca of living on the street. If you want to be a professional camper. I think that the, they should incorporate the homeless people in the community by letting them be scoutmasters to help show these young whippersnappers, give them some life skills on how to live out on the street, how to prepare for the future. I think, <laughs> I think I've been talking for way too long here. I think you're great. but Do um, you have any questions? I have one idea for a business. Okay, yeah. What do you think about an outdoor like a strip joint? A strip joint like a strip club with strippers, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but for outside. Yeah, because they, yeah. I've actually saw a video where they had drive-through strip club where Fuck people off. are in the car really? as someone's stripping. Yeah. This is genius. I was yeah. gonna say this. This uh, just get the right parking lot, set up the right kind of camouflage, so to speak. Well, yeah, or they should do. Uh, yeah, they could have them in a in a, a truck on the stripper. Po- I, I, the pornification of the United States. If uh, if you're not. Uh, naked in front of a camera right now playing with yourself then I don't know what you're doing you're I mean that's where we're living in right now you gotta figure out how to I mean if people want to no one wants to see me naked but this is all I can do is, is prostitute out my mental illness on a podcast This and then beg for money that's what it's come down to and then I, I can do if you need ads done I can uh, you want I am a micro influencer that's right. You did it. Yeah. The micro influencer, folks, if you really want to really target a very specific niche of people, I'm your guy. I can pitch your product. I can, we could do like an affiliate link. 
It's so funny. The guy told the real doll. I was like, dude, give me an affiliate link. I will, I will get people to buy your sex doll. And I don't think he's figured that out yet. Mm. If you want to buy one of those damn dolls, folks, we'll figure. I'm trying to figure out how to sell them to you. I have a guy here in Los Angeles. You can buy it. You'll, you can actually, you'll actually get it. Like I'm a guy fucking pitching a fucking you know two thousand dollar masturbation toy. Like mm. my future. And then uh, star of my uh, music video. Gonna go. Hopefully, go down. I gotta have my. I gotta have my brilliant cinematographer, John. We can be a nice guest. We can talk about all this, these crazy videos we've done for the four people out there that are really into the stuff I've done. Probably the only reason why you'd be listening to this, this podcast. <laughs> like, how did you find this? Uh, th- thank you so much for all the messages. The co- you know what we're doing here. It's a multi-level network marketing opportunity. If you want to be the top of the pyramid, you basically send this to you know five of your friends. You get them sent to five of their friends. You get to be the cool person that sent something where someone goes, what the fuck is this? You get to have that moment. Mm. Folks, I, I appreciate all of you uh, people. Uh, the show is going to continue to keep getting more and more wonderful. I'll get more. I'll, I'll get into some. I'll I'll get back into the memoirs. We can really break down, you know, what how it, how I became this unbelievable creative genius, yeah. the greatest character actor the world's ever seen, the greatest satirist, uh, a brilliant jumpsuit designer, a mullet enthusiast, the the most prolific, profound, exceptional, spectacular, iconic midlife crisis coach the world's ever seen yeah i uh i went through a i've worked every job in the world and i worked uh for a few weeks as a lift driver because mm. i you know and i i picked up a guy who was a dj and his rating was so bad that i was like like a normal person would be like fuck this guy i don't want to deal with this person and I, I he left me out there waiting for like 20 minutes and i was like i was like i have to see who this person is because this is going to be really good and uh he was like a dj and he he had like his really expensive hat on and uh he had i, I don't want to probably figure who he is but he had dj'd at some fancy political stuff and uh this guy's website talk the way that i just talked about how like called himself an icon this kid's probably 27 years old and he's he's he's, ta- he's talking about how he's an icon like an the fucking self-delusion and, and to own that, the level of fucking entitlement, del- just claiming shit is the world with everything is a shitty reality show. That's how I got to start talking all the time, just constantly telling people that I'm the best thing that's ever happened. How exhausting. Beautiful. This is what this show's about, telling the narcissism, heading into it straight on. Thank you once again, folks. You did it. You made it all the way through. Thank you. We'll see you next time.